Welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're Chris and Jamie Bailey. We're married, we're Christian counselors, and we're marriage coaches. We're here because we want to help you have what we have, a God-centered, fun, connected marriage filled with friendship and laughter. And we know what God has done for us, and we trust that He can do the same thing for you. So, no matter where you're at in your marriage, join us as we share biblical truth, practical tips, and lots of laughs along the way. Get ready, because we're going to help you. Enjoy the journey. Hey, welcome to our show. We are so glad that you're here for part two of some of the worst marriage advice out there. That's right, because there's not enough bad news going on in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we, we felt the need to contribute. Well, you know what? And free advice is, is worth the price of admission, right? Um, <laughs> so, And you know, like, look, let's be honest. Um, not all advice is good. Not all mm-hmm. advice is bad. And it usually boils down to being specific to your situation. It's really hard to broad brush a situation. But, you know, we, we try our best here to give examples or to give mm-hmm. principles to steer things in the best way possible. Right. Because there are things, too, that are blatantly wrong. Oh. Just blatantly wrong. <laughs> and Sadly. And we've got some big opinions today, and we do have some facts to back some things up. So our first episode probably was more lighthearted. Yeah. Then this one may turn out to be, but I'll tell you what, we'll we'll start soft and we'll close soft, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. is, is that yeah. sound like a deal? That's that sounds good. That sounds like a good place. Yeah, to and be. stay tuned because we're talking about sex. Oh yeah. So if you need to uh, turn this down or wait where there's not, you know, mm-hmm. young ears, or if you happen to be our kids, this might be one to skip. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. No, we want our children hearing this one. Absolutely. We want them. They just don't want to. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, girls. Yeah. All right. So let's let's roll into more bad marriage advice. Um, you know, so one thing, of course, is about marriage is about being happy. Right. Another common one. It seems logical. It seems like, okay, all believers, we should know that this is not the goal, but that's mm-hmm. sadly not true. Yeah. So many people still believe... The goal of marriage is to be happy. In fact, it remains to be the number one reason for divorce. I know. That's sad. It's really sad. Because it's based off of a misunderstanding. Wrong expectations, missed expectations lead to disappointment. Disappointment. And what's sad is it used to be, you don't make me happy anymore, so we depart. We're going to get divorced because you don't make me happy. Now, a new thing that's happening, especially in the gray divorce trend, which is for couples that are divorcing that are 50 and older, what's happening now is you make me happy, but I could be happier. Mm. Mm -hmm. So I'm leaving you. Yeah, the grass could be greener. Right. Or, so it's not bad here, you, but it could be better. Yeah. And that's enough for me to leave you and go look at. You know, or my favorite is, I'm going to leave you so that way you can find somebody that you could be happier with. Yeah. yeah. Do you favor. How, how very gracious and, yeah. and magnanimous. Yeah. That's that's beyond <laughs> that marriage 50-50 rule there, yeah. isn't it? Just, just so sacrificial. Just a little. But you know what? Look, if we remember the purpose of marriage is to grow each other to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a sanctification process. It's probably one of the most sanctifying relationships out there. Small space, lots of heat. Yeah. And yeah. that, like, growing to become like Christ usually is not easy. Mm-mm. You know, you hear all the time, don't pray for patience. You know why? Because it's hard. But do pray for patience because it's what makes you more like Christ. Yeah. But we don't want to because it's hard. Marriage is the same way. Mm -hmm. If we're doing it well, it is going to be uncomfortable sometimes. And to just strive for happiness, mm -hmm. it truly cheapens what marriage is about. Oh, absolutely. Well, think about it. Stress is the way things grow. 
right? Mm-hmm. We work out. Mm-hmm. Well, some of us, for those of us who work, those of yeah, us who we work don't. Out, we should. Don't, we, yeah. we should. You know, you're you're lifting weights. What are you doing? You're stressing out the muscles. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're going to grow back stronger. Yeah, you're going to school. You're studying. You're working hard. Like you practice things. Mm-hmm. When you don't know how to do them because it's what helps you grow. And it's not comfortable practicing things that you don't know how to do. Exactly. You know, but do it to the glory of God. (laughs) (laughs) You just wrap that right up there. There we go. Another one, another bad piece of advice. In a good marriage, romance and passion will always be alive. Mm. (laughs) I'm sorry, did I react like that? That was a little too quick, honey. (laughs) And she doesn't even have this in her notes. That is true. It's just they assume, you assume staying together mm-hmm. is going to make everything good. Yeah, like people don't get have the opportunity or the right to get sick. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Wait, you're having a stomach bug? Well, you know what? You should be getting me some flowers. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I got right. You know, so there is something, and we've talked about it before, about the love cocktail. You know, all this, mm-hmm. these chemicals and neurotransmitters. I was going to say neurotoxins. That's not yeah. right. <laughs> neurotransmitters and hormones and all that that you know in the first 24 months of of relationships Mm -hmm. that make you feel really great well that goes away yeah the honeymoon quote unquote uh, is over Mm -hmm. not to say that we shouldn't be intentional not to say that we shouldn't be aware of situation not to say we shouldn't pour into Right, our because you can. Get, it's not like oh, it's over and that's all you had it was a good two years, <laughs> yeah. good run, baby. But you know, but you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. You then have to work for it, and yeah. so that's the difference. You it's don't not have, automatic. Yeah, you don't have the extra hormones and things pushing you along. Right. Right. You now have to actually, you know, yeah, like you said, now you have to practice. Right. Things and and chances are, when you were first married, you didn't have the same responsibilities that you have a couple years down the road. Yeah, owning you know? a house, kids, right, jobs. Oh, right, yeah, some... all of those things, and just your health changes, your hormone levels change. Mm-hmm. You know, everything changes. Even good relationships have peaks and valleys absolutely you know and that's perfectly normal but at the end of the day you have to be if you want to have good passion good romance and if you want to keep those things alive you have to work for them Mm -hmm. i think there's something somewhere that says something about there's seasons and everything has a Uh, season and all that i don't know yeah maybe ecclesiastes oh yeah Yeah. that's yeah Mm -hmm. something like that yeah life is filled with seasons hills and valleys absolutely all right so let's get a little more serious well, let's talk about sex. Yeah. All right. So one bad piece of advice is marriage sex is boring. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. are couples that share this. Is it just, it changes when you're married and it's going to get boring. It's going to be become mundane. Mm-hmm. Yo, that is not true. Mm-hmm. And if it is true in your relationship, that's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And whoever the person is that told you that that's just the way married sex is, pray for them. Because they are not happy people. They are yeah. not doing marriage well. You know, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. So usually people who are already suffering want other people to suffer with them. Yeah. Not out of malice, but just misery loves company. Right. That's the natural response. And there's a flip side to this one too. And that's once you get married, sex is great. And Mm -hmm. this is a message that a lot of our young people are receiving. There's a lot of young Christian couples who are saving themselves for marriage as God God asked them to do. Mm -hmm. But their expectation, because of things they're being told or the belief they have, is once they get married, boom, sex is amazing. Where the reality is, oftentimes you fumble through it. 
Maybe it doesn't feel as good as you were thinking. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not what you thought it was going to be. Maybe it's a little quicker than you yes. thought it would last. And if you feel like it was supposed to be this amazing, mind-blowing thing, and it wasn't, that's going to hinder you in your relationship. You're mm-hmm. going to begin to think, I've been lied to. I have been deceived. Right. This is what I was waiting for. Where the reality is, that's not wrong. Mm-mm. It's okay to have that time of practicing, of getting to know one another. Yeah, we get good at what we practice. Yes. And there's a lot of things that are important to be building upon, Mm -hmm. like our emotional intimacy, safety, being able to talk to each other about things and feel comfortable with one another. Right. All of those things deepen the sexual relationship. Right. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, because greater satisfaction can happen in later years. I mean, it's shown mm-hmm. in, in certain research. <laughs> yeah, it can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, but it is. If you have an increase in emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. then there's greater relational satisfaction. Right. And, you know, and especially in women who will experience increased desires when their spouses engage in positive behaviors, things mm-hmm. like saying, I love you, offering some non-sexual physical affection. Right. Let it let a back rub be a back rub sometimes. Right, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, give her a kiss, hold her hand, but expressing approval, offering compliments. You know, yeah. those, those kind of things work towards us feeling better about each other. And so there's a lot more, right? So then sexual intimacy becomes a culmination, becomes a, an overflow mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. And that do- just doesn't happen automatically because you're married. Mm-mm. You work towards that. And going back to the other episode where we talked about marriage being 50-50, mm-hmm. the bedroom is the last place you want a marriage to be 50-50. Oh, definitely. You know, and so there is a lot, you know. Or keeping score. Yeah, yeah. And it's like there's a lot to be said for you both trying to meet the desires of your spouse, Mm -hmm. of your partner. You both should be enjoying sex. This is not just a man's game here. And and society, and sadly, the church teaches that it is. mm -hmm. And and that's just not true. And so there's a lot of sacrificial love that goes into a good sexual relationship. Sure. And it can be very rewarding the better that you get at it, as long as you're doing the things outside of the bedroom that are necessary. Right. And so allow time for practice, allow time for your emotional, you know, mental intimacy to grow Mm -hmm. for your sex to blossom. The more you get to know each other, the better your sex will be. The safer you feel. Yes. The more you, you know, try to meet one another's needs Mm -hmm. of a mutuality in sex. Yeah, absolutely. Not just marriage. Well, that could be a whole episode. It could. It could. And And, we're kind of going to turn it into one a little bit. Maybe it will be. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's let's talk about the next one, right? Mm -hmm. That if you give your husband enough sex, he won't look at porn. Ooh. Yeah, I went there. Yeah, the, yeah, this mm-hmm. one this one gets me and the reason why is because clearly it is so wrong, but mm. what's sad is there are many Christian communities, there are many good godly men and women, there are many good pastors who are sharing this message mm. and it could not be farther mm-hmm. than the truth. Mm-hmm. This message is destructive. Oh, horribly. Horribly. And you know, just as as a man, as a Christian man, as it, what it's saying to me is, "Oh, I need my wife to do something so I can have self-control." Yes. So so I'm not some sort of, you know, predator or, you know, right. whatever. Right. Yeah. A man's self-control is not his wife's job. Mm, mm -mm. 
it is 100% on the husband to not look at porn. Now, this could easily be flipped around. Definitely. Yeah, and and sadly, yeah, the stats are rising for women viewing more pornography and partaking in more pornography. But in this case, we are going to talk about the men because currently they are the main, mm-hmm. the main offenders to, you know, looking at pornography. And there are so many stats that go against this mm-hmm. where this is not true. If it's just about sex is not just about the husband. Yeah. And no. I think that has been no. no, that has been a a Christian message so long is that the men need sex. The mm-hmm. men men are more sexual and they just need yeah, sex that and all that. they're only sexual and they're just sexual just that's all they're about. Like I don't know, I thought pleasing God was something right. we were in there. Men aren't that shallow. Mm-mm. Statistically, men tend to have a higher sex drive than women. But y'all, it's not that much greater. Mm-mm. There are a lot of men who don't and there are also a lot of women 30% of women actually have higher sex drives than their husbands. Yeah. And so we need to get rid of this false narrative that that sex is just about husband. That husbands that can actually become harmful mm-hmm. to to marital sex. Definitely. Yeah. And the more you're thinking if you're a wife having sex with your husband because you feel it's your duty, that will likely make sex more painful for you. You will feel unfulfilled. It will be a difficult thing and your sex life is meant to be healthy and pleasurable and fulfilling for both of you. Yeah. And a man who looks at pornography, it's not because he has a sex problem. No. Not, it's not because he has a need for sex. No. Very rarely it is. It's usually other things that are going on. Other escapism, you know, self-medicating, you mm-hmm. know, bad, you know, things that are going on. But it's it's not about that connection. But as far as going back to what you're saying, crack open the Song of Solomon mm-hmm. to get to this idea of, you know, this, this closeness, this intimacy, the sexual intimacy for a husband and wife. You right. Know, just that that connection. That right. Connecting. And pornography, sadly, is something that destroys that. Absolutely. You're inviting it, other people into your relationship, whether you like it or not. I mean, you know, Matthew 2, um, 5, 28, Jesus said that if if a man looks at a woman with lust, he's already committed adultery in his heart. Mm-hmm. You're pulling in somebody else into the relationship and it's not good. Right. Right. And the man... And the woman, we're all called, we're all given the same self-control because we Mm. have Christ in us Mm -hmm. who helps us have self-control. So it's 100% on us. And where pornography, and this is sad, there's so many people who believe that pornography is completely okay. Mm. And statistically, we're going to read some stats to you now, 90% of teens and 96% of young adults believe that there is no problem with pornography. They actually encourage it or they believe that it is neutral. So only 55% of those 25 and older believe that pornography is wrong. And so that is a real problem. And here's how it affects marriages. Viewing pornography increases your chance of having an affair by 300%. Wow. That is astounding. And there's 70%, what they show now, 70% of wives who are married to porn-addicted husbands could be diagnosed with PTSD. Mm. It is traumatic. It is not something that is okay. And it is not your wife's job to make you not watch it. No. And vice versa. We will always include that vice versa. And 68% of divorce cases nowadays involve one party 
who has met somebody else online. Yeah, we're believing the lie. Yes, that comes from pornography use. And here, this will this is just astounding. Our episodes, when we got to the 15-minute in mark, there has been 25,432,200 users who have looked at porn since we have been talking on this episode. That is horrendous. Mm. That is horrendous. There's been $2,768,076 spent since we started this episode. Tragic, guys. It's tragic. This cannot be fixed by a woman having sex with her husband more. No. This is on the husbands rising up and saying, I will not let this predator destroy my family. This is not okay. One in five searches on cell phones currently are for pornography. Mm, mm, mm. And pornography use, like we were saying, often is not just the sexual problem. Pornography goes after children. Mm. We have a lot of grown men, grown married godly men who struggle with pornography addiction because they've been watching it since they were 10 years old. Mm-hmm. We've had, we have many of them who turn to pornography because of the stress and the angst in their life is so difficult and they don't know how to deal with it. And pornography says, here, I will give you relief. It's just like the, you know, the world to promise something that it cannot offer. Right. Right. Just to say, Hey, look, I can give you something that you need where Jesus is the only one who can give that, right? We can only find those things in Jesus, um, being in Christ. The world will always fall short. Yeah, every time. And this is not just a secular problem. This is a problem that's invading our churches. One in five youth pastors use pornography on a regular basis. One in seven senior pastors do. That's more than 50,000 U.S. church leaders Mm. who are Mm. actively daily looking at pornography. 64% of Christian men and 15% of Christian women watch porn at least once a month. But here's what's even more astounding. Only 7% of pastors report that their church has a ministry program for struggling with porn. Mm. And what happens is we have husbands and wives going to pastors asking for help and they're being told, just have more sex with your husband. Yeah, it's your responsibility somehow. Yes. There's no personal responsibility that we're not, not accountable to God on before his throne for our own actions. It's did you have enough sex with your husband? Right. Guys, I mean, that's just on the surface. It's just so pitiful. No, and guys aren't that shallow. Mm-mm. They're not that shallow. And here's what's sad is this is a problem. We've got, you know, Facebook doing its thing, you know, metaverse now. And a lot of virtual reality things are going to be moving moving forward. And here's what's predicted for the pornography business. By the year 2025, it is expected to be a $1 billion business. A $1 billion business. And they're in, expected to increase the adult content on there with pornography to $3.3 billion. Yeah. Where do you think that's, you're getting that from? Willing people? No. You're yeah. getting from the trafficked. You're getting that from the vulnerable. You're yeah. getting from that the addicted. These aren't people who, who want to be doing this. No. No. And a large majority of pornography, most pornography nowadays involves violence. Mm. And it is really sad. And as the church, as believers, we've got to start shedding some truth and shedding some light on the dangers of pornography. It is not normal. It is not okay. It is very damaging to the viewer, to the participant who's on that screen. Oh, absolutely. And to the spouse who is being actively cheated on 
via pornography. And that's Jesus, Because guys. that is adultery. Yeah, it's adultery. Don't get mad at us. Get mad at Jesus. Yes. And so this has been a, a heavier episode. We told you we'd sh- you know end on a light note. And what that is, what the next piece of advice is, is stay away from anything that generalizes husbands and wives. Mm-hmm. If you hear statements that it's just the way that it is, this is how marriage is, the ball and chain statements, the all wives nag, all husbands want more sex, all husbands, husbands don't listen. Those generalized statements that involve all or never, those are never mm-hmm. going to be good for your marriage. And I just said never right after that. But, that, <laughs> but, but, that's but in this right. case. Yeah, but in this case, that word, that word fits. And so we're here to help you. We don't want to be discouraging with this stuff. We want to be informative and you mm-hmm. need to know truth. In the shame. That's that's right. That's right. And so if you want to hear some, some more things that are actually positive, like the good advice, we actually have an episode for that that we want to uh, send you to. Episode 25, you can hear us go over what we believe to be the best marriage advice because ultimately we are really here to help you enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.